My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. Right from childhood, I love playing games, both indoor and outdoor ones. And I have come to learn about several new games that have come out, especially the online ones. In fact, many times some meeting kids, when they see me with a phone, the first thing they ask is, Ah, Father, do you have a game in your phone? I do like to play these games with my friends. It's a way of spending time with them, though it helps to set time limits to them for the sake of other important things. Jesus, here present, you are my friend, our friend, with whom I like to spend at least 10 minutes daily, whether I'm at home, on transit, or even at workplace. May I ask you directly, Jesus, do you like gaming? What sort of game would you like to play? Yeah, let me guess. I know of an old and popular game titled Hide and Seek. The seeker would first close his eyes and count up to a certain number while the rest go to hide. After counting, the seeker then goes to find them all one by one. The last to be found becomes the winner. It might seem that, Jesus, you are playing the game with your disciples. Looking at the gospel that we read today, according to St. Luke chapter 9, now it happened that as he was praying alone, the disciples were with him. First, you have been alone before ever the disciples came to be with you. Why were you alone, Jesus? We are told that you were praying, but at the same time, you went to hide. Maybe you could say you are playing the hide-and-seek game with your disciples. I could imagine them calling out loud, Jesus, Jesus, and you there, you remain hiding. But what I find unique is that in your hiding, you pray at the same time. In a way, we can even say that you played hide-and-seek game with your father, God. And you invite us to play the same game with you and with your Father God, helped by the Holy Spirit. This is what prayer consists in. When it seems that God hides, we go in search of Him. We play the hide-and-seek game with Jesus. And once the disciples have found Jesus, He goes on to ask them, Who do you people say that I am? And they answered, John the Baptist. Then we could imagine Jesus shaking his head as a way of saying, nope. Others say, Elijah, nope. And others, one of the old prophets has risen. And again, nope. It reminds me of the Who Am I riddles that we also enjoy at home with aunts or with our siblings. And sometimes we engage ourselves with our friends in this way. Maybe, Jesus, you do like to share one of those who are my riddles with us. If I were to ask, for example, when I am visible to you, you cannot see me. But when I am invisible, you long to see me. I am plenty with someone patient, but all the more scars with a hasty one. 
I am greater than all, but still in control of those who value my existence. Who am I? Think. One of the tricks usually is to ask for repetition or for several chances of guessing. Okay, here's a shorter one, if that seemed difficult. I'm the son of water, but when I return to water, I die. Who am I? Jesus, surely you know the answer already. So now it's your turn to ask. Without preambles, Jesus directly asks us, as he does in today's gospel, who do you say that I am? Before ever we could say anything, to our greatest surprise, Peter himself answers, the Christ of God. Guess what? He got the answer. And you, Jesus, you admit it, as we are told in Matthew chapter 16. It's remarkable, for the first time ever, since Jesus began walking and preaching publicly, someone openly calls him by his surname, we wish to say, the Christ of God. Yes, everyone knows him as Jesus, and sometimes of Nazareth, because he comes from there. But Peter calls his full name, Jesus, the Christ of God. Initially, we sought for Jesus and found him praying, that is, talking to God, his Father. And suddenly, Jesus began conversing with us, even for ten minutes, as he freely did with his disciples. So they too had been conversing with God, though they might not have fully been conscious of it till this moment. Thanks again to St. Peter's confession, it is clearer now. Jesus is the Christ, the Anointed One, the Son of God foretold by the prophets. He's not just one more spiritual figure. It's thrilling, right? Listen to what Pope Francis, the successor of St. Peter, said recently in a document he released referring to young girls and boys, titled, Christus Vivit, Christ is Alive, Christ Lives. In number 81, titled, The Attractiveness of Jesus, he goes on to say, Many young people are fascinated by the figure of Jesus. To them, his life appears good and beautiful because it is poor and simple built on sincere and profound friendships, given for his brethren with generosity, never closed towards anyone, but always open to gifts. Still today, the life of Jesus is profoundly attractive and inspiring. For all young people, it is a provocation which challenges them. The church knows that this is due to the fact that Jesus has a deep bond with every human being. So, Jesus, I could share what I have with you. Even my flair for gaming can be of interest to you, Jesus, if I let you join me and guide me. For example, I could share with other siblings my game. I could help coach someone on how to play it, even one's parents, keeping a timetable, respecting the other players, playing fairly, Overcoming frustration or annoyances when I lose. This can be ways, Jesus, you teach me how to play my games. So Jesus, with Peter's answer to your question, who am I? We could say that the game is over. What next? Rather than allow Peter to brag about his new discovery of Jesus' identity, 
The gospel still says, But he charged and commanded them to tell these to no one, that is, that you are the Christ of God. Jesus, it should be quite the contrary. Have you not called me a Christian precisely to know you and to proclaim you before my family, friends, and all others who may not have known you? Why do you now charge and command us not to reveal your identity to the others, your surname, the Christ of God? Maybe we're in for a fresh game, the assassin, usually played in college and high school. It has many versions anyway, but the simple version I know of this game, the assassin, consists in the official selecting one or more players as the assassin who secretly go about picking any other player and considers that player eliminated. The surviving players will have to investigate in order to discover who the assassin is, while the assassin tries his best to conceal his identity. The game comes to an end once the assassin is caught or every other player is eliminated. Now, returning to the gospel, Jesus charged and commanded them to tell this to no one, that he is the Christ saying, The Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and on the third day be raised. Anyway, Jesus, I think what you are doing is beyond the game. It will be trivial to reduce the whole event to just a game. Say the assassin, neither are you in espionage. Though there is some similarity as far as hiding one's identity is concerned, in order to achieve a target. The difference here is that Jesus forbids his disciples from revealing openly his full identity, not in order to kill someone else, but to be killed himself, to die and finally to rise. In a way to Jesus, you love to win by accomplishing your mission here on earth, to save me and to save my friends and my family but it seems that you want to lose first on suffering, dying, and rising. For this, he charged and commanded them to tell this to no one. Whatever unnecessary show could hamper Jesus' mission, for instance, a public acclamation of his kingship, of his being the Messiah, forgetting that he has to suffer and die in order to save us all before rising. At times, too, it might not help to go bragging with God's name or Jesus' name or to use his name in vain. In this same way, we don't want to claim to be Christians for personal gains at the expense of God's glory. How do I know then when to say your name, Jesus, Christ, God, and when not to say it? We will say it whenever it allows Jesus to fulfill his mission. Otherwise, let's keep from saying it. The second commandment says, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. The Lord's name is holy. For this reason, man must not abuse it. He must keep it in mind in silence, loving adoration. He will not introduce it into his own speech except to bless, praise, and glorify it. I'm reading from the Catechism of the Catholic Church, number 2143. The Catechism also encourages us to keep God's name holy and forbids abuse of God's name, that is, every improper use of the name of God, Jesus Christ, but also the Virgin Mary, and all the saints. 
In prayer, Jesus, we learn to call you Jesus with respect and love. In fact, I learned how some kids who listen daily to 10 minutes with Jesus spend the time counting the number of times Jesus' name comes up. Keep it up. We will see. We wish to call you Jesus often during the day as well and to obey you when you say we shouldn't say your name for unholy reasons. That way you can fulfill your mission in me, my family and friends. Mother Mary, Mother of our Savior, pray for us. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections and inspirations which you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me.